Welcome to a couple of teachers podcast. We have Becky here and myself, Danny. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about interviews. We're going to talk about how we prep for them, uh, the job fairs, what interview processes and experiences we've gone through, and some tips and tricks. you prepare for your first interviews as a teacher? So I had uh, only two interviews. I interviewed at the school that I was doing my student teaching at and then I interviewed at the school that I eventually got hired at. So for the first one uh, I was kind of told by everybody there like oh because I worked there also after school programs and had like a IA and things like that and everybody was just like so sure like the job you got the jobs and you're, uh, you know, you're for sure higher and things like that. So I don't think I prepared for that one as much as I should. Like, um, I mean, I kind of like talked to some people about some questions that might be asked and things like that. But um, I kind of went into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to get a job offer. Um, and then I, I didn't get a job offer there, which was uh, kind of uh, interesting when everybody like kind of thought that I was and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but when I went to interview at the school that I work at now, um, to, to prep for it, I uh, asked classmates like types of questions that they were getting at their job interviews because I was in uh, the master's program at that time. Um, I asked my parents who are teachers. I asked them both like some questions that they uh, I might get. And then I also asked like my CTs um, what questions might be coming up, what certain things I should, uh, kind of talk about, uh, for when they ask certain questions and things like that, things like that. And then I kind of just practice asking myself those questions and going over in my head what, what my answers would be. But I didn't like write any of my answers down or anything like that. I just kind of practiced. What about for you? Well, we are such different people, and I think this episode is going to be one of the first where we live up to our claim that we are very different in many ways regarding life, but teaching. So, I um, really prepared. I did the same thing. Like, I asked friends and colleagues, people I was in the program with, my CTs, what, what type of questions do you think I might be asked? I did a lot of research online because you can find lists of typical interview questions for elementary teaching positions. Um, And then I also kind of prepared my answers. I thought through what I might say. I did role play with different people, those situations or getting those questions and what I would say. Um, I definitely didn't have everything memorized verbatim because with adrenaline and stress and being in a different environment, I just knew that wasn't um, probably going to work. And I didn't because a lot of the things that I said in practice came out in my interview, but not in the way that I had expected them to. Yeah. Um, I had a portfolio prepared, so I used that as part of my process for preparing for interviews also, not just so that I could present it. Um, but I thought, well, in preparing that portfolio, it's going to be an experience of reminding myself all of 
these yeah. ex- these things I've done and know how to do. So that was great, and I brought that along with me to my interviews. I didn't pull it out and like try and reference it because I feel that can be really awkward um, unless you can do that smoothly. In my experience, in my opinion, um, it can just kind of put a pause to what you're saying and you can lose track of what you're saying. It can be distracting for everyone. It seems a little bit less professional than just speaking about it. Yeah, I definitely had some things that I knew I wanted to like say and talk about um, for certain questions. So those are the like the main things that I kept practicing and going over. So I would remind myself to um, talk about them, but I didn't have a portfolio or anything like that. Yeah, and I think I was very... Um... I think that's pretty much all I was doing at the time was preparing for my yeah. interviews and replaying that in my mind and um, doing a lot of research. Yeah, I mean, in my second interview for the job I got hired at, I it kind of came out of the blue because um, one other thing I guess I did to kind of prep myself was I did go to a job fair. So like um, the school that the college we went to, the university we went to, uh, had a job fair and they brought in a bunch of administration from... Uh, different schools and things like that. So I went to that and I got to meet a bunch of uh, different administrators from a bunch of different schools and kind of talk to them and kind of see what types of uh, things that they were looking for. So that was kind of another way to prep uh, for that as well. I went to that job fair as well, but the year before, I'm guessing. And that's actually the way, part of the reason I feel like I got my job is because I was speaking to a principal at one school and she was there, but she was only hiring one position and she kind of already knew who she wanted to yeah. hire. Uh, it was probably a student teacher at her school. But we just got to chatting and she was like, oh my gosh, I want to take you around and introduce you. So okay. she took me around administrators in the district and she introduced me and she kind of told them, I was just speaking to her about, you know, this, this and that. And then she let me take over. And one of the first principals she took me to, to do that was the principal who ended up hiring me and he remembered me from the job fair um, and he told me about the positions and he asked if I had already applied because one interview was coming up and he hadn't looked through the applications yet and I had applied but I think he then knew to pull me specifically regardless of what my paperwork said because everyone in the program from that college is interviewing yeah. you know most of the most of those people are interviewing in the area and there's only a few districts where we are yeah so I the school I went to, or I work at, their admin was there, and I talked to the admin, and they said they weren't hiring, and so then when I got the call, like, oh, we're going to interview, it was kind of a whole weird situation, because they had jobs posted, but then they were like, oh, we're going to fill those, and then, like, a week later, they're like, no, we're going to have you come in and do an interview, so I was like, okay, so it's kind of out of the blue, but I was able to practice and go over some things before that one, and I had the experience with the uh, interview at the other school. Uh, to to kind of uh, show me what types of questions I was going to be asked. Did you bring anything to the job fair? Um, man, so feels like so long ago. I can't remember. I feel like I I I don't I don't think I brought anything. What about you? I brought my resume and a oh, business no, card. I did bring and, resumes. I did bring resumes. Um, I don't know if I brought a business card, but I feel like I had something else little, something else that set me apart from everyone okay. else because I think everyone brought resumes yeah. we were told to. 
but I know I, I did something else and it might have been a business card which now seems ridiculous because it doesn't really add any other information besides yeah. being small and easy to lose um so I I don't know I'd have to think about it for what I would suggest to kind of put yourself in a like a standout category um paper wise something yeah. you could hand off at a job fair it's I don't think it's that's definitely not the place to really bring your portfolio you could I don't think that job fair that we went to was necessarily the place but yeah. I don't know actually I mean I know of people who got hired at the job fair so it would kind of turn into interviews for wow. them so um at the school I actually worked at somebody from the program got hired at that school uh, so that's pretty um interesting that that can happen as well uh, at the job fairs what do you think about job fairs do you like recommend people to try and find those I definitely because I think it's not only are they interviewing you possibly but you're interviewing them yeah. if I wouldn't have thought while I was speaking to the administrators I was speaking to oh I think I could work for you then I probably wouldn't have went and applied and or into the formal interview at their schools later yeah. um, I think that's an important piece to remember a lot of people coming out of college just want a job in their field and we should say that at this time, it definitely wasn't the worst getting a job in education has been. There have yeah. been times when it's been incredibly impossible. Yeah. Um, it was, though, difficult. It, there was steep competition. There were only so many job openings in each district. They were limited. It was less than the number of people graduating from my master's program, much less anyone coming from different yeah. programs at different colleges. So, um, I think that, you know, times have changed a little bit and people can all, it's a back and forth interview. I'm interviewing you the yeah. same as you're interviewing me. Do I want to work at your school or not? And I think that that's an important part of it because the school you land out for your first few years of teaching really does have a huge impression yeah on you it determines a lot of things um and i think landing in the right place for you is important yeah like this the school that i work at wasn't even like one i would have thought to to uh interview for or to look at um and i mean i love where i work now so uh, i'm glad that i went to the job fair and was able to talk to some people there and and then kind of put that on my radar and see that it popped up and um, then eventually get hired. So you would recommend job fairs also? Yes, I would definitely recommend going. Just for the same type of reasons, you get to uh, learn about other schools you might not even think about. I mean, our job fair, they brought in schools from districts that were all over the state. So um, I had a friend who uh, went to the job fair and ended up getting a job like way further away in the state um, where some probably school he'd never heard of or anything like that. And um, so it just, it just kind of shows you that there's a lot of different schools and that you don't have to stay in your area if you don't want to, you can, but then you also can see schools in your area too, that you didn't get to experience with like student teaching or practicums and things like that. Yeah. It's good exposure, broadens the horizons a bit. I agree. So what we've talked about prepping for interviews, but what were your interview processes and experiences like? Okay. So a couple, uh, <laughs> different processes. So I, like I said, I had two different interviews before I eventually got uh, offered a job and then took the job. So the first one, like I was saying before, 
was with the school that I was student teaching at. I also worked at that school, like after after school programs and things. Um, and like I said, everybody was like, oh, you're going to get hired. And, you know, because and, and I thought I did, too. Um, uh, so with that interview process, uh, just go into the room, you got all the, the people sitting there. I like wasn't used to that. Like I've had a lot of jobs and it's usually just one person mm -hmm. interviewing you. Uh, and then this was like four or five people that are asking you all these different questions. And then in the middle of it, um, somebody got up and was like, I got a dentist appointment to go to. And I was like, well, that seems kind of unprofessional. And, and so <laughs> then I was like thinking like, well, if they're willing to do that in my interview, like, yeah, I probably, they probably are going to hire me. Um, but I had a whole, lots of different things happen that student teaching year. The, the principal who brought me into student teach, uh, ended up leaving the school mid-year and then the new principal they brought in, um, I never got the chance to get to know. I tried to ask him that principal to come watch me teach. Um, that ended up not happening. So there's probably a lot of different factors that went into that. Uh, but then with the second interview, uh, I kind of had an idea like, okay, there's going to be more than just one person interviewing me. But so I get to the school and they actually had a uh, coach, uh, take me around the school, take me into, uh, the fourth and fifth grade classes. Cause that's the position I was interviewing for. So I got to see all the different classes and, um, see the kids. And eventually I was told at the end that like, um, well, well, how did, what did you think of like the kids? What did you think of like, how are they reacting and stuff? Cause, uh, the school, the kids had a reputation of not being on their best behavior. And, um, and like they're kind of, the principal was kind of trying to ask me if I would like be able to handle it or if that's something that I would like. Um, so that was kind of interesting that that was like their strategy to like show you around the school, uh, and like see that these kids don't behave or whatever, uh, which I didn't find to be the case at all. Like the kids were behaving great. And I was like, you know what, if they can behave this way one day, they can do it every day. And, um, that's, so when I, that's so funny. Yeah. They were like, did that scare Should we yeah. just stop the interview here? Or should yeah. we not even have the interview because we've scared you away? Let's just save everyone time. So yes, I, no. <laughs> I know there's a lot of turnover at this school uh, before uh, I got hired. So I think they're trying to make sure yeah. that people were kind of, they were getting hired, were prepped and committed. knew and committed what was this kind of the school culture at the time. The school has changed a lot. Uh, after I took uh, took the position. Um, the principal actually ended up leaving the school. And then like a week later, the vice principal ended up leaving school. So I had no leadership at my school. So that was interesting. But, uh, the new principal they brought in and everything was, uh, is great. And we've kind of helped grow the school. All the, I mean, all the teachers and things like that have helped grow the school, um, to what it is now. And we don't have as much turnover and teachers are staying, uh, longer and not just being there for one year and things like that. So, um, but so, so as far as the process, I got to go see, um, some classrooms and then we go into kind of like the office and there's some teachers and the principal and the vice principal and they're, they're just all asking you their different questions that they have set up for you. And you, I just answer them to my best abilities. And then they asked me if I had any questions about different things. So. What about your uh, interview process or experiences? 
I did not get shown around any of the schools, but I, or, or when you were initially telling that story, I'm thinking, that is so welcoming. That is so, such a wonderful idea, especially yeah. to use a coach in that way, possibly. Like, that's awesome. And I still think that maybe not for that reason should they be doing that. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, at least they're kind of, they were giving people a real world in-person look into what they were getting themselves into if they accepted a job so i mean i just i thought it was a very interesting question to get like yeah i don't know if i'd ask the question but i think taking them around the school if you're going to offer them the job they now have more information before they accept it that's not going to harm anyone if it's the right person they're still going to accept the job and if it's the wrong person they're going to say no um so i don't know i think there are an interesting thing to to ponder if that's a good practice or not or what what parts of that were best practice or all of it i don't know yeah but that did not happen at any of my schools the school i ended up getting hired at was the school i attended as an elementary student nobody remembered me very few teachers that i when i went there were teachers were still teachers by the time i got hired and i hadn't had any of the teachers on my like interview committee as as a student so I went to interview for a second grade position and at the time the way that the district was posting the um, jobs was very specific like it said second grade teacher at this school since then that has changed because what they got themselves into at the time was if they posted it for second grade Let's say they had three openings, but they were interviewing you for the second grade position, but they wanted you to hi- they wanted to hire you for their fourth grade opening. You had to come re-interview. They okay. couldn't just hire you. And so that is exactly what happened to me. They had two openings. They had two postings, second grade and fourth grade. I had applied to both. The second grade interviews were a few weeks before the fourth grade interviews. I went and did my interview. It was a committee of teachers and then the principal at the time my district didn't have vice principals um at elementary so it was just the principal and a few teachers that were in that grade level or around that grade level and um he the principal called me the next day and said okay i want you to listen to me very very carefully (laughs) i'm not gonna offer you this second grade position and of course like my heart dropped and i was devastated and he said I'm going to call you in for the fourth grade interviews and I need you to come in. Like, I don't, are you listening to my words? Like you need to come in. I'm not going to let you down. Just come in. Just, just literally show up for the fourth grade interviews. And so it was really funny. And he was being very careful not to break any rules. And, and I got the message at the same time that I was like, but what if I go into the fourth grade interviews and I do an okay job, but then somebody else who didn't interview for the second grade interviews just kills their interview and then I don't get it. (laughs) So I was, you know, processing and um ultimately much like I'm so happy I got the fourth grade position because I love teaching fourth grade I don't know if it was a much better I was gonna say it was a much better fit but I don't know that that's true I just know that I ended up in the place that was right for me at the time I learned a ton during my first two years of, of teaching um for many reasons but a lot of it was because of the grade level I was put in um so that was that was interesting um a little bit different experience than than what you had but um that's where i interviewed then i got that's where i got hired so that was great and i was very excited when i got the call of course and could not wait to get into my classroom and the funny thing is is that i went 
he did offer to give me a tour of the school once he hired me. Okay. And so that was part of the phone call. He actually called me to say HR would be calling me to officially yeah. offer me the job. And but he liked to let people know yeah. ahead of time. So did you get offered the job at the interview or was it like a phone call? It was at, it was the day after. Okay. So it was the day after the, the fourth grade interviews. And that was a whole new team of people too. So the, the, the interview committee was different except for the principal for both jobs. So that was another thing that I wasn't sure about. And I thought, oh, what if they don't like me? Yeah. Like that second group. And so anyway, I ended up getting a tour of the school later and on the way to the tour, after I had been offered the job officially and it was all set, my car broke down. But I still made it to the tour. But <laughs> it was another like dramatic thing that it seemed dramatic at the time and I was new and I didn't want to make a bad impression and so I was like so upset. I can't be late. Yeah. What are they gonna think about me? Yeah, so I got offered the position like at the interview wow. at the end. And so I was like, Well, can you, you know, give me like a you know, a couple of days to like Good think it you. over and everything? I didn't just accept it right away and so I went back and talked to like CTs and different people in my life, you know, family and everything like that. And then ultimately called them back and accepted the position, which is originally for fourth grade as well. And then after all the movement, movement of admin and things like that, they ended up uh, ultimately putting me in fifth grade, which I love. Uh, and I'm excited that I've been excited to be in fifth grade and the team that I have and everything. Nice. So have you served on any interview committees? I have not served on any interview committees, but I know you have. What is your experience with that? I have served on quite a few interview committees, that is true. I didn't my first year of teaching because my team stayed intact going into the second year. And then the second year, um, we knew one of the teaching partners was going to move to a different grade level, so I was in that round of interviews. That was really interesting because somebody had showed up Somebody was looking for a job in the valley, a teaching job. So before interviews were even like planned, a thing, he came by the school and introduced himself to the office staff and asked to speak to the principal and said, hey, I just put in an application for this job. Oh, wow. uh, I just wanted you to, to meet you in person. And that apparently went over really, really well with the principal and the office staff. And they were just amazed that he took the time to come in. Um, and so then we interviewed him and it was kind of like, we had other contenders. Honestly, it was a really good conversation about who would fit best and, uh, with the team and, you know, in the grade level that we were interviewing for, but that's the person we ended up hiring. So I don't know how everyone would, would perceive somebody yeah. just showing up and saying, Hey, I just submitted an application. I wanted to drop by and introduce myself, but he did handle it in a very professional manner and he waited around because the principal was busy. Yeah. And so he wasn't like pushy, I think. I think he was just like, oh, I can wait if that's not a problem. Yeah, I think that's where like, if you're not willing to do that or you think like that's not best practice would be like the job fairs where you can meet right. some admin and some people from the school there and be like, hey, like I know you guys have some positions open. I'm applying for them. You know, I want to introduce myself, so. And I think that's a tricky one because I don't know if it's not, I don't even know if I would call that a best practice or, or not, or debate if it is. I yeah. just think it's, I think it would really be perceived differently depending on who you are and how you handle it yeah. and kind of the vibe you give off. And like, if you're nervous, he was just very confident. Yeah. Um, and, and the school and the people. And so the consensus seemed to be that they really liked it. But I'm wondering if somebody would have said, well, I thought it was kind of weird how that might've shifted things. Right. 
um, because it was definitely uncommon. I think that's the only time that had happened. Um, it seemed to be what everyone was thinking. So we're interviewing for a third grade position and the, even though it was a different set of interviews, the principal just said, can we just keep the same hiring committee yeah. because I don't want to have to try and convince other people because it was after school. Okay. Um, all of the interviews are af have been after school. Um, so I helped interview for the third grade position. We hired for that. That same year, I ended up leaving the grade level. Uh, I decided probably two or three days after the interviews that I was going to leave the grade level. And so I was in um, those interviews as well. We had actually narrowed it down. We ended up hiring somebody who had been in the first round of fourth grade interviews. Okay. But I think we, we re-interviewed again. Okay. The same the same pool of people to really narrow it down to who, who would be that next team member besides the one we had just hired yeah. for my teaching partner. And then... I moved to sixth grade and then I was in sixth grade for a year and then that teaching partner moved. So I was in another round of interviews to hire for the, for a sixth grade teaching partner and in sixth grade we only had two people. So it was me and then whoever else we hired. We hired somebody brand new out of college but she just killed her interview and she didn't just use buzzwords. I think that's one of my you know biggest things is you will hear everyone drop the same buzzwords. Um, throughout an interview or very, very, you know, similar sets of buzzwords, yeah. but it's how you elaborate on those and really own them. And it's some people, it's very easy to tell when they're just pulling out a vocabulary word, a buzzword, just to pull it out and throw it in a conversation, Right. <laughs> pull it, you know, and, and use it in a conversation. So, um, she did a really good job in her interview. So we hired her and I was thrilled. I was so excited to work with her. Then she left the next year to go teach middle school, sixth grade math. Um, so we hired again, and I was in inter that interview process as, as well. And that interview process was over Zoom because it was the spring that COVID okay. hit. Yeah. So besides the Zoom interview, were all your guys' interviews after school? Is that what you were saying? Yes, they were all after school. Some were longer than others because of the, the pool of candidates. So in my district... Um, if you are in district and you are applying for a, a position similar to your own, which basically means if you are a classroom teacher and you are applying for a classroom teacher job at the same, at a different school, like um, school. Yeah. yeah, they have to interview you. So depending on how big that pool was or that group was, interviews lasted a different, different amount of time. And so I remember I was there till like eight o'clock at night a few times wow. starting right after school. Um, but yeah, all after school because even back then subs and yeah. funding for subs was not approved for interviews, yeah. I don't think. So yeah, mine was during school and I, oh, that's just oh, kind of what I thought, you know, since I was able to go see yeah. the kids. So that's interesting. I wonder if that's just like a different district thing Probably. or if my school was just, Maybe. that's just how they did it or what. But Interesting. What are some tips and tricks that you can suggest to people who are new teachers just graduating or just looking for their first teaching job maybe going in into an interview and also I don't know if these tips would be different tips and tricks would be different but what about the group who of experienced teachers who are going in to interviews because they want to change schools or they've taken a break from teaching and they want to come back what are what are some things that you would suggest uh well I would not do what I did for my first interview I would definitely plan a little more uh, talk to the people around you. If you're in, if you're in college, 
talk to your classmates who might have already gone to interviews, talk to your teachers, uh, talk to your CTs, um, do what you suggested, look up those interview questions online and practice them. I would do some like mock interviews with someone, have somebody give you some questions or ask them yourself, have them written down maybe, and just kind of keep going over those answers uh, that you would um, want to say in your interview. Um, I definitely think there are buzzwords, like you were saying, you, if you're going to use them, be able to kind of show how you use those interviews. Like, don't just say them, but be able to elaborate them, like you said. Um, and then I would show up early. Mm. Obviously, I think that's a, that's a good thing to do. Show up early, dress professional. Um, those are kind of just some quick little tips and tricks. What else do you have? Or I think those are good. I would agree. Um, don't, don't like stay away from the buzzwords. I'm not saying you can't use those. Like you were referring to, you need to be able to explain them and elaborate on them without further prompting. Um, dress appropriately, dress professionally. I have done a number of interviews where the person walks into the room and that is your first impression of them. And I have interview teachers that were wearing jeans. Typically they were in district people trying to transfer in. Yeah. And so they were just taking it very casually. And that's not... A thing if you're interviewing for a job you're interviewing for a job it doesn't matter that you're in district I would say you know dress up and show up and um, present you know your best self in that way and not to say that that decision is made based on what people look like of course but it is the first impression yeah. and it does show effort it says something else it shows if you are taking a very formal process seriously or not um, and if you're not going to take that seriously and you're trying to get a, convince somebody to hire you, how once you're hired, how are you going to handle those more formal situations? Yeah. So I think that is important. Um, I talked about the portfolio. Bring it. I brought a copy and left it with the principal because, like I said, I wasn't at a place where I felt like I could easily pull something out naturally um, and not have it hinder what I was you know pause what I was saying in an awkward way but I I brought it in I also had a digital version so there was a QR code on my portfolio and there was more stuff there I doubt my principal that hired me went and looked at it but it was there yeah. and since we're kind of in this digital place and after COVID a lot more people are, are right. you know familiar with um, QR codes and all sorts of different technology platforms and internet stuff. Um, not that we weren't before, but I think a lot more people would be likely to grab their phone and yeah. check that it out. One of the big things from with my interview was like when I talked about technology and how, how I integrate it and what I was already doing and the things I wanted to do with technology and integration, they like, that's what they were telling me. Like the teachers that were on the cat, like this, we really love that you're talking mm. about that. And how do you do this? And like wanted to, uh, you know, use some of those ideas. And I think that was a, a big thing, at least at, at my school, because we do all have iPads one-to-one, -one, right. so. I think, and that was something else I was going to say, is like, play to your strengths. Obviously, don't lie, but I think, I think I've, I've definitely been in interviews where I'm interviewing, and I can tell that they're answering something, but it's not a passion, or it's not something that they're really well-versed in, but they want to talk about it because they think it's what we want to hear. And don't get me wrong, if you're interviewing for an elementary position yeah we want you to know how to teach reading and we want you to know how to teach math and so on but take the time to really speak to 
your strengths and your like you were yeah. describing some vision there right like stuff that you would like to do things you would like to do with students that you knew you were capable of leading mm -hmm. and facilitating and you showed that through your answers through your conversation yeah um if you notice there's a trend in the question types of questions like oh there was there was two two questions about technology out of the 10 that they asked me as they ask you at the very end, is there anything else that you would like to tell us? Yeah. You come back around to that because you might have realized that four questions later that the first three questions or the first two questions or the second and third question were about technology or they were about reading and though that was something that seemed important to them, come back to it. Yeah. Don't come back to it and say, well, you know, I noticed that you asked a lot about reading so it must be important to you. So now I'm gonna tell you more about reading. I mean, you could say that, but just say, I'd really like, love to speak a little bit more about reading because it's something that I'm really interested in yeah. or passionate about. Don't lie, but find the right words for you. Something I have ex a lot of experience in, whatever your truth is. So I think paying attention to those details. And I do think having good questions at the end, because that is always the last question of an interview. Do mm -hmm. you have any questions? Um, those questions can be important. They can also not matter. But um, I asked a few questions. I also, I'm a coach, I'm an instructional coach now. So I just did another interview process to get that, that position over last summer. And um, I used this question and I think I used this question in my teaching interviews and it is, you know, what would your ideal coach bring to the team right yeah. because that shows a team mindset and it 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 asks them very directly what are they looking for so that you can either start building those skills or you can decide i don't i that's not the right fit for me i don't have that yeah. so it's once again you interviewing them but it also is you valuing what they're looking for it's talking about the team aspect it's all of those things and i asked something similar with teaching like what are you looking for in the teacher you're going to hire to be on the fourth grade team? Right. Yeah. Same thing. And I think the other question should have be specific. I wouldn't suggest asking more than two um, because usually they only leave a few minutes for that at the end of an interview. But I think, you know, maybe a second question that's good um, or drop the first one and do this one is something very school specific. So do your research about your school some stuff is difficult to find. Do your research about your district too that you're applying for because a lot of districts have a vision statement, core values, a five-year plan. Some schools have all of those things um, that hopefully connect to those district things. So knowing those and, and then having a question about them or speaking to them in your interview, also tips I would suggest. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, the question part because that's I wanted to talk about that. I did have I asked that similar question too, like what is like your ideal candidate or what's your ideal teacher for this position? Because that is a good way, like you were saying, to like so okay, are we on the same page? Mm -hmm. Are they looking for someone like me? And maybe it doesn't align up, and you know that I well, know this school is not going to be a good fit. So I definitely think that's a good one to ask. And uh, when I did my interview, that was the only question I asked. I didn't have another one. I would definitely say maybe try and have a second one too if you have the time. And uh, that's a good tip to have uh, it about that school a little bit more specific. There. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I think one's fine, but um, 
I would say maybe not over two because I've been in several awkward situations where the principal's like, I'd love to answer that third question you just asked, but we have another interview right. and we're already running two minutes late because yeah. you went two minutes over. And it's just like, mm. you know, right. it's not a big deal, but it is, uh, yeah, it's just a little awkward. So maybe keep it to two, whatever you fit best for you. And I think one of the biggest things is, we spoke to this a little bit already, but if you're in the interview and and you're getting a vibe or you ask those final questions and you're listening to the answers and thinking, that's not all right, that's not quite quite the right fit for me possibly. I would just, I, I know that new teachers coming out of college, like they want their first teaching job, but I think it's so, so important to find your right fit. and. And you don't know if it's your right fit, really. Like, you're already taking that risk. Even if the interview, which is going to be, you know, like 20 or 30 minutes, feels so good, you could yeah. still end up in a school that's just the, not the right fit for you. But I think if you get that impression during your interview, don't accept a job there. Or or when they call to offer it to you, ask a few more questions because yeah. you have a right to do that. Like you were saying you didn't accept the job right away, not because it seemed to me what you were explaining was not because you got a bad impression of the school, no. but you just needed more time for yourself to think about Yeah, I just wanted to make sure the decision. it was the right fit in school for me. So I definitely think that is a good idea. And plus right now where we're at with education, there's going to be a spot at a different school that maybe you don't take the first one. Maybe you interview at a few different schools so you can see what the right fit is and uh it does not hurt to say like hey can i take a day or two to think it over like my the the people who are interviewing me were totally fine with it like yeah you know we we offer you the job we you are one of we don't have any other interviews right now so you can take that a couple of days so that was nice they might have other people they have to interview but um it's okay to take take a couple of days to think about those yeah. things absolutely so I guess the last thing I want to ask is you mentioned technology that you spoke about technology in your inter in your interview. Um, do you feel like there are trends in the types of questions that you might expect teachers to be asked in their interview process that, like we said, you can go look it up online. Um, you can ask colleagues, but you can also ask us kind of, right. I mean, do you feel like you could suggest some questions that might be asked or some topics that people might want to think about answers for? I definitely think um, these are kind of like those buzzwords, right? But having like being able to elaborate on these buzzwords, like differentiation. and So the know. question would be, how do you differentiate or how will you differentiate in your classroom? Yeah. And so like having an answer for that and like incorporating technology, like how do you incorporate technology in this subject or Maybe you know how to incorporate it in a few different subjects so they know that you can use technology well. Or um, working as a team or a community, like how do you establish mm -hmm. that community in your classroom? Or um, do you work well with others and like on a team, right? That's a big thing. You have your teaching right. partner or partners for one thing, and then you're also on a team for the whole school. So being able to kind of respond to those kind of buzzwords I guess there's probably some more what what do you do you have any other questions or I think all of those I've definitely heard I've heard similar to the team one like what has your experience been working on a team um and speaking to I spoke to in that interview process my experiences working on a team but also my experiences doing things independently because 
I think they want that balance, but it's about speaking about the right things, yeah. doing as a team versus doing independent, um, doing independently. And so you can't rely on your team for everything, but the things that really benefit from collaboration, obviously you want, you want to speak to those. Yeah. Um, I've been asked, I think like a standard question is, and cause I've asked this a lot, um, what would a reading lesson look like in your classroom? Okay. And they really, interviewers for teaching jobs, really want your step-by-step-by-step -by -step -by -step lesson structure. Please do not feel like you are burdening them in some way by going into detail. They are really looking for something more than, oh, well, we'd read the story of the week, and then we'd practice a comprehension skill, and then I'd give them their comprehension worksheet. And then I'd make sure to monitor in case they need help. They are looking for, I'd introduce the objective. And, you know, if it's fourth grade, that could be this, it could be this, it could be a variety of things from the different, you know, areas of reading. But then we'd go into um, a hook and then I'd go, you know, and then I'd, I'd explore what background information they have. And then I would, you know, and also referring to pacing and time yeah. and really integrating those buzzwords into your answer naturally, because as you're giving that such a detailed response, you might have people in your interview thinking, good luck getting that in in 60 minutes. Yeah. So if you're referring to it, if you're saying, and then based on time, yeah, I would make this decision or this decision, it immediately makes them say, oh, well then I guess I don't have to think that because you are aware of the time constraint. So would you maybe say like, bring some detailed lesson plans in your portfolio? Yes. That you could kind of look at for notes if you wanted, if you got asked that question or even maybe hand to them while you are you could. going over it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you could naturally, like I said, naturally, and you know what, maybe for other people, it doesn't feel as awkward and they're totally fine with you pausing to dig into your portfolio. Also, if your portfolio is like stuffed full of stuff, like think about that compared to if you've just chosen yeah. a few specific items, if you hand them a portfolio to keep and it is a binder full, they're not going to take the time to look at it most likely. Yeah. But if you have only pulled five exemplars, they might actually take the time to pass those around after you leave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think just having really thorough, solid answers. And so as you're wrapping up your student teaching experience, or if you're a teacher in the classroom and you're looking to move, thinking about as you pre prepare for your interview, part of the preparation is in the moment, thinking, okay, I'm about to teach a reading lesson and I know I do all of these steps, yeah. but how would I explain that? Okay. Same with math, same with integrating technology, same with your teamwork, all the ways you do that, building community, all of those things, I think, um, really important. I know I was asked a question about um, extracurriculars of some sort, even though there weren't a lot in elementary school. There was something, I can't remember the exact question. It basically wasn't, I mean, it, they weren't implying, will you do more work for us? Like, it was way smoother about how would you involve the larger community Okay. Um, or how would you participate in building a strong school community? Maybe that was it. And so then speaking to, you know, family art night, if they have one or math night or, you know, yeah. the science fair talent show, all of those things, the yearbook, a lot of elementary schools have yearbook. I ended up running the yearbook. <laughs> so, and I ended up running the yearbook because the teacher who was doing it 
that the, my first year of teaching, I didn't run it. She still ran it. And she came to me at the end of that year and she's like, in your interview, you mentioned that one of your hobbies outside of school was uh, photography and go. that you were on yearbook committee uh, in high school relating to that. And do you want to run yeah. yearbook? <laughs> I definitely got asked about my hobbies is like, yeah. or stuff outside of school as well. And I think that's a good tip to kind of integrate it with a little, some kind of pull it to be with things that can be with uh teaching and education yes. as well. And I think how I answered that question is I had a few things, a few hobbies, but when I said photography, I said, and I've had that hobby for quite a few years. I was on the yearbook committee in high school and I, I built the yearbook. So I don't know who runs the yearbook here, but I'd be happy to help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, putting it out there. Well, right. guess what? Then it came right on back to me a year later, yeah, but you now you're running it. Yep. <laughs> oh, cheers. But I think that's good. You're right. So to think about some of those some of those hobbies that you can mention that you can, you had a great, excellent point in some way connect yeah. to teaching. So I think that wraps up our conversation about preparing for interviewing and what the interview process can be like, at least our experiences with interviewing. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out, um, check out our socials and you can head on over to my blog, Redhead Ed. I have a link to all of our podcasting information there as well. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to connect. So please let us know if there's any way we can help. All right. See you next time.